Hello and welcome to the Subject to Improvement podcast. My name is Susanna Margeson. I am your host. I am also the lawyer turned coach who helps people unfuck their lives, whether that's unfucking a situation that's happening between them and their direct reports at work, whether it's helping them come back from a reputation nosedive and helping them actually fix the situation that led to the reputation nosedive, or whether it's helping them rebuild their lives after a setback, like a job loss or a relationship loss. I am your girl and that is my jam and I just love it. Today, I am bringing you three tools that can help and un- help you stop an undesirable emotion in its tracks. Now, this becomes really important for some of the clients that I work with, because especially the ones who are trying to navigate a conflict, conflict can be very triggering. And for lots of different ways, it can trigger our anxiety, it can trigger our anger, it can trigger all kinds of things. And so one of the things I have to do with my clients is I have to help them neutralize those triggers so that they can act in a way that actually helps them when they're navigating the conflict. And the same thing goes when I'm helping people deal with assholes, for example. Often when someone behaves like an asshole, if you're anything like me, you might experience something that's a mix of hurt, fear, Uh, anger. And then, you know, all of a sudden your emotions bubble over and you act in a way that just doesn't serve you. You know, the fight or flight response, right? Like either you fucking peace out when you really wish you'd said something about a situation, or maybe you go into overdrive and you just lose it. Sometimes those responses don't serve us well. And so if I, when, not if, when I help my clients sort of stop those emotions in their tracks, that's when they're able to think a little bit more clearly. That's when they're able to make decisions that actually serve them. That's also when they're able to take their power back. So these tools are helpful for that. They are also helpful for when you're navigating the aftermath of something really unpleasant. You know, if you're feeling a little bit anxious because you've just witnessed something or, you know, you've seen something on the news, these tools can help you stop those emotions in their tracks as well. So they are very, very powerful. One word about those emotions, I just want to say. I am against toxic positivity in the sense that I believe that when we're feeling emotions, we do need to allow ourselves to, you know, process them. Like we need to allow allow ourselves to be taught things by those emotions. We need to honor the fact that we're feeling those emotions. Sometimes we actually need to take a little time to process those emotions and that's okay. I am all about honoring our emotions. I think feelings can be very helpful. They're not facts, but they can be very helpful in terms of letting us know when we need to do a little bit of tender, loving care for ourselves. That being said, um, I often felt very ashamed about my emotions growing up. And that is because I, I sort of attribute it to being in a generation where we had a saying, sticks and stones may break our bones, but names will never hurt me. Um, and that never, that's because we had a saying, sticks and stones may break my bones, but names will never hurt me. And that message was sort of permeated through various experiences that I had in childhood where, you know, you were sort of given the message that if you were hurt because of something somebody said or something somebody did, that that meant there was something wrong with you. Like we were, I got the message that, you know, we were supposed to be impervious to that kind of thing. And if you were sensitive to that kind of thing, then there must be something wrong. And I'm here to say that's actually not, that could not be further from the truth. There's 
neuroscience out there now, which shows us that in certain circumstances, the brain interprets us feeling devalued or being devalued, being shamed, yelled at, uh, ignored, rejected, like bullied as being very similar to the experience of physical pain. And actually there's research out there which shows that similar areas of the brain are activated by those situations as they would be by physical pain. And that point was really driven home for me last year when I had a situation where someone said something to me and I'm sure it was totally inadvertent, but fuck it hurt. It cut so deep. And I was like, kind of bewildered by it. I was like, what the fuck? Like, why am I so upset by this? And and also, why do I feel like shit? Like, this is awful. I had the same kind of cutting, you know, I, I describe it as a cutting pain because it feels like it's like it cuts, like it cuts deep. Um, there's no other way that I can describe it for myself. And I remember being a little bit startled by my response to that. And then I remembered the whole brain physiology thing. And I was like, right, okay, this is very similar to a physical injury. And I wouldn't expect a physical injury to heal overnight, but I would do things like put a Band-Aid on it or put some polysporin on it or take care of it. And so these tools are things that will help you take care of those emotional injuries. And that becomes really important when we're dealing with assholes, when we're dealing with being mean girled at work, which a lot of people that I work with are experiencing, when we're dealing with feeling excluded, when we're dealing with feeling othered, or when you know we're triggered by something that we've seen or heard. A lot of the times, um, what we need to do is we need to help give some first aid to those emotions so that we can dial them back and that we can actually think clearly because our emotions are dialed back, logic will come back. And, you know, when emotions are high, logic goes down. So if we can bring the emotions down a little bit, we can, you know, equalize logic and we can think a little bit more clearly. So these tools can be very, very, very helpful. The tools are also helpful for things like cravings. They're also helpful for things, you know, whatever the undesirable emotion is, addiction, these tools have been known to help people overcome addiction. Uh, um, That's not to say that they're the only thing that people should do if they're addicted to something, but certainly they're very, very helpful. So these tools have lots of different uses and I'm really delighted to bring them to you today. One last thing before I tell you what they are. These tools are things that I have learned uh, from a woman by the name of Melissa Tears, T-I-E-R-S. She is a hypnotist and a coach, and she's also one of the teachers of the hypnosis coaching course that I'm taking right now. And you can find more information about these tools in her book, The Anti-Anxiety Toolkit. So I highly, highly recommend that. Okay, tool number one is called bilateral brain stimulation. And how this works is it stimulates both hemispheres of the brain. And this is important because when we're having an undesirable emotion, when we're feeling triggered, there's one part of our brain that's usually overfiring. And when you stimulate both hemispheres of the brain, you're essentially preventing that one area of the brain that's overfiring from keeping up its shit. So here's what you're going to do to use this tool. You're going to grab an object that you can pass back and forth between your hands. You're going to think of the thing that's making you anxious and ask yourself, okay, on a scale of one to 10, how bad is this? 10 could be the worst and one is the best just for the sake of giving you something to use as a, as a measuring a metric, like a, a measuring tool. Then you're going to take that object and you're going to pass it back and forth 
across the midline of your body. So you're going to pass it from one hand to the other across the midline of your body. And one thing that really helps this work is if you keep the hand that's empty just at the midline of your body while the other hand is swinging out. So you're going to do this for about 30 to 50 seconds. And then you're going to stop, take a deep breath, exhale for twice as long, and ask yourself what level the emotion is at now. So I'm going to use anxiety as an example because I run a little bit anxious. So I would say, you know, how anxious am I feeling now? And when you do it the first time, it might feel a bit weird because you're kind of like, I don't, I don't know. I Actually, I think it's a little bit less. So do it again. And you're going to repeat it until your anxiety or your undesirable emotion is at a level that you can stand. Either it will dissipate completely or it will be at a level that you can walk away from. I have used this with clients who have anxieties about talking to their bosses, for example. I've used this with clients who feel triggered when they see an email from, you know, a certain person. We do the bilateral stimulation and then my client is able to think a little bit more clearly. They're able to use other strategies that we use together to, you know, make better decisions to handle the situation so that they're not completely spinning themselves, you know, into a complete vortex of emotion, right? So that they're not, as Ron Burgundy would say, in a glass case of emotion, very, very useful. Melissa Tears has said in her trainings that bilateral stimulation has helped people navigate their cravings for nicotine. She's seen it stop anxiety attacks in their tracks. Uh, so it can be a very, very, very powerful tool. One client told me that his anxiety actually was reduced by 40% just by doing this for about 30 seconds. It was incredible. Uh, So very, very useful tool. Almost so simple that it's a bit annoying that no one taught us this before. Honestly, I I was a little bit annoyed that like, I was like, this is amazing. It totally works. Why the fuck didn't I learn this before? Okay. The second tool is called zoom out to shut up. And how this works is you find a focal point on the wall or whatever, find a spot to stare at. As you're staring at that spot, you're going to expand your peripheral vision. Or as I describe it to clients when I'm using this as a bit of an induction to some hypnosis coaching, I'll say become aware of what's beside you without moving your eyes or your head. And then as you're expanding that awareness, you're going to expand the awareness, you know, maybe above you and below you. And you'll continue expanding that awareness so that it's almost like you're aware of what's going on. 360 degrees around you. Now, the first time you do this, it's going to feel a tiny bit weird. After you try this three or four times, what you're going to notice is that you're going to feel a sense of calm come over you. And this tool is particularly useful when you feel like your brain is kind of going a little bit in overdrive. So there are times when I'm like, my my brain will just not stop thinking. Like my thoughts are just going over and over and over again. When my head hits the pillow, for some reason, that's my brain's cue to be like, oh, by the way, like, do you have cancer? Like, it's really weird, but my, my brain chooses those moments to ask me really important questions. And I'm like, what, what the fuck? So I have used that tool to zoom out. So my brain will shut up and it has been extremely effective. It's also the kind of thing that you can do just about anywhere. Unlike the bilateral stimulation that you might have to do sort of under your desk if you're in a meeting, you can do this focal point thing pretty discreetly if you really, if you really want to. 
The last technique is called the emotional freedom technique. So this is a tapping technique, and I'm going to do my very best to explain it to you guys. If you're listening on the podcast, I've also uploaded this video to YouTube. So if you're on my email list, you will have gotten a copy of that on YouTube. Uh, So how this technique works is it essentially uses some acupuncture points to tap so that you can chill your body out. Now, I'm going to be honest with you. I don't know a lot about the physiology behind this. What I can tell you is that um, I don't use things or recommend things for my clients unless I know for a fact that they work. And what I can tell you is that when I've worked, when I've used this technique with my clients, it has been incredibly helpful. When I've used it for myself, it's also been super, super helpful. So here's how it works. What you're going to do when you're thinking of something that's making you anxious is you're going to tap in certain acupuncture points that have been shown to be very calming. So the first point is going to be on the very top of your head and you're just going to tap. And as you're tapping, repeat a mantra to you that to yourself that makes you feel better. So your mantra might be something like, I release this shit and I let it go. I release this shit and I let it go. And I usually say the mantra two or three times while I'm on a specific spot that I'm tapping. So your first spot is on the top of your head. The next spot is going to be in between your eyebrows. You're going to tap there. You're going to repeat your mantra twice as you tap. Next, you're going to go right next to the corner of your eye, on the outside corner of your eye, the lateral corner of your eye, almost where you might do the eyeliner wings. Uh, And you're just going to tap there. And you're going to repeat your mantra twice. Then you're going to tap just under your eye, just where the eye socket bone is. So you're going to tap. And you're going to repeat your mantra twice. Finally, you're going to tap your chest. You're going to flatten. I like to use a flat hand to tap my chest. I like to make sure that I'm also catching my collarbone as I'm tapping. I repeat my mantra twice. Then I grab my wrist. I wrap my fingers around my wrist. I take a deep breath in and I exhale for twice as long. So again, you're tapping at the top of your head. You're going in between the eyebrows. You're going to the outside corner of your eye and tapping just on the bone right next to it. Then you're going to go underneath the eye. So you're basically tapping the bottom or the, uh, the eye socket bone. Then you're going to tap your chest and then you're going to grab your wrist, wrap your fingers around your wrist and take a deep breath in and exhale for twice as long. Those techniques are absolutely incredible and I encourage you to try them. I also encourage you to send this podcast episode to somebody who might be able to use it. Honestly, I really think that we all need to be there for each other. And especially when emotions are running really, really high, sometimes even having simple tools that seem stupidly simple, but are super effective can make all the difference. So thank you so much for joining me today. I hope you find this helpful. You can find more information about working with me in the show notes. In particular, I have just launched the How to Deal with Assholes course, and you can get access for a very short period of time for a reduced uh, cost by clicking the link in my show notes and checking out the How to Deal with Assholes course. I'll see you soon. Thanks for joining me.